G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's always good to get an update on what's happening by way of breaking news in the Middle East and especially as that Middle East news impacts on the nation of Israel. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us again. Hello, Ron. Welcome back. Good morning, Neil. Ron, there's always a lot of very significant news that's coming out of the Middle East and in Israel. But let's turn our attention to North Africa and uh, to the south of the Middle East, Egypt, where there's been that dreadful bombing in a Coptic Christian church uh, just these last couple of days. Uh, 25 killed. Uh, What else do you know about that uh, from overnight? Yeah, they said that it's the worst attack on Egypt's Christian minority in decades, and at least 25 were killed, 49 wounded, mostly women and children. Thousands of Egyptians took to the streets, protesting against the government after the attack. The protesters shouted, leave, 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 as high-ranking security officials escorted the, the country's Minister of Interior, Major Magdi Ibrahim, along the road. Police and armoured vehicles were deployed to the scene. There was no immediate claim of responsibility for the bombing, but it was similar to other attacks by Islamist gunmen fighting President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. They previously targeted Egypt's Christian minority, which makes up about 10% of Egypt's population, and they're targeted because they had supported Sisi's government. And to add to that, Ron, having been to Egypt and having been to a Coptic Christian church and also evangelical church in Egypt, to go through metal detectors to get into church and to recognise that the security that is so significant in any Christian church that meets in Egypt. I mean, I went to one Coptic Christian church uh, which is known as St. George's Christian Church, and they had as many as 300 men on a roster. Uh, each week they would patrol the streets before church services uh, just to make sure that uh, there were security issues in place. So uh, there is a certain sense in which the Coptic Christians in Cairo uh, do pay special attention to uh, their security. So to hear of this bombing, it's uh, it's really tragic. And, of course, uh, our prayers for the Coptic Christian churches there in Cairo. Uh, Ron, Israel, a new report highlighting deep poverty across Israel. Yeah, this is very disturbing. A total of 1,412,000 adults and 1,024,000 children live under the poverty line, according to this report. LATET has issued the Alternative Poverty Report annually for more than a decade and says it presents a more insightful picture than the National Insurance Institute's annual survey as it takes a closer look at the daily struggles of the poor in Israel. The report measures poverty based on a person's income and presents a more level uh, idea of poverty in Israel. An estimated 1,709,300 people 
Uh, 22% of the population, including 444,900 families and 776,500 children in 2015, appear on the report. The document uses a decree of the person's shortages in five categories, each reflecting essentials needed for a person to live in dignity, to, to, uh, to determine poverty. Those levels are housing, education, health, food, security, and the ability to meet the cost of living. The Multidimensional Poverty Index shows for the third consecutive year that poverty rates in Israel are far higher than those published using the method of the National Insurance Institute, which draws a virtual poverty line relying only on the parameter of income, said the CEO, Erin Weintraub. It's something that urgently needs prayer, and if people are considering support for charities over Christmas, you might think of Bridges for Peace or the uh, International Christian Embassy of Jerusalem, who both work strenuously uh, supporting the poor in Israel. And of course, Ron, I imagine that there are thousands upon thousands of Jews who are making their way back to Israel, doing that Aliyah, uh, traveling uh, from their other country back to their homeland, and are oftentimes arriving with nothing much in Israel. Is that part of uh, part of the poverty issues, or is that there a sideline? There are a number of structures in Israel that particularly look after uh, what's called the Aliyah program. Aliyah is a Hebrew word meaning going up. And when people make Aliyah, they're going up to Jerusalem. Uh, and there are programs that look after them for the first 12 months. I know with the food banks at Bridges for Peace, uh, we adopt people who have made Aliyah. And if they need uh, urgent need, they're watched for a year and they're given food supplies and even bus passes to help them get around the uh, community to find work. Uh, I remember stories of two doctors, a husband and wife uh, doctors, who came from Russia, and it took a few months for them to find work cleaning malls because they had to restudy to take uh, their doctoral exams uh, in Hebrew in Israel. Uh, and so they worked looking after a shopping mall and uh, taking care of the cleaning. Okay, let's talk about the U.S. Embassy in Israel. There's some plans Donald Trump has, apparently, according to one of his aides, to move that embassy to Jerusalem, and it's a top priority, Ron. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised by this because Benjamin Netanyahu actually, a couple of weeks ago, indicated that it wasn't a big priority for him mainly because I think they're frightened of stirring up the Muslim community. But Donald Trump, like so many presidents before him, uh, during the election campaign said he would move the U.S. Embassy uh, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And we lived uh, just down the road from the land that's been set apart for its construction. But it was over the weekend that uh, Kellyanne Conway... Trump's former campaign manager was on radio and she uh, endorsed the fact that it's a very big priority for Donald Trump and that already uh, plans are underway for the uh, embassy to be moved. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye on it because, as I said, the last four, five or six presidents made the promise, but when they got into the White House, 
it's a much more serious decision than just relocation. Mm. Let's talk dust storms. I imagine dust storms are fairly regular throughout so many parts of the Middle East, but there was a huge dust storm over the Israeli border, and some are suggesting it may be the hand of God. Yes, I found this very absorbing. Uh, It was actually reported by ChristianHeadlines.com, and they said that many believe the massive dust storm over the Golan Heights at the border of Israel last week was a miracle of God's divine intervention to protect the nation. Uh, They said that reports say it appeared like the hand of God, providing protection over Israel at a crucial time of an attack from ISIS. A weather phenomenon occurred at 8 a.m. on Thursday on the other side of the Syrian border in the same place where ISIS attacked Israel. Uh, It was reported by Israel News Online. They said this strange storm of what appeared to be dust, cloud and rain did not cross the border fence into Israel, but it sat like a barrier between ISIS and Israel. So there you go. Is it the hand of God? (laughs) Only he knows. Only he knows. Well, let's talk about Christmas. I imagine that uh, when it comes to this time of year, as we contemplate the incarnation, the birth of Christ the Messiah, uh, a Christmas crusade for peace is underway in the town of Bethlehem. Yeah, this is reported by friends of mine and a group called the Media Line in uh, Jerusalem. And they said that the Palestinians are using the spirit of Christmas to further their political agenda. They described the streets alive with stars and snowflakes, and uh, it's known as the birthplace of both Jesus Christ and Christianity, and hosts a series of Christmas celebrations, from parades to lighting a Christmas tree, uh, one that's almost as big as the one at the Rockefeller Center in New York City. Palestinian officials say Christmas celebrations are a chance to show the world that the Palestinians can govern themselves and to encourage them to support a two-state solution for an independent Palestinian state alongside Israel. Incidentally, there's a delegation from the Palestinian state heading to the White House this week in an attempt to encourage President Obama Uh, to make a decision to force a Palestinian state before he leaves on uh, January 20. So it's interesting to see these attempts in uh, Bethlehem. It's a place we all love to visit. But as you mentioned before, every time we crossed the border uh, out of Israel to go into Bethlehem, we had to go through very serious security checks to get there. And uh, it's a very... uh, different location to what it was 2,000 years ago. Well, Ron, always so good getting your insights. And uh, today, our last official update for 2016 and certainly look forward to getting some more updates as we get into the new year. But Ron Ross, uh, all the best uh, for the blessing of God on you and your family this coming Christmas season and uh, hope for a, a happy and holy Christmas for you and the family. And to you, Neil, and to our listeners, God bless you and enjoy the reason for the season, Jesus Christ. 
Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.